Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora e te and welcome back to your favourite news wrap-up, even when the news feels like it's just incredibly, incredibly shit, like it does today. As always, you're joined with me, Luce, and with Squish, who is in America of all places right now. Squish, how is it over there since the huge news about Roe v. Wade being overturned, Dal? Um, well, I've been pretty much I've been pretty off the grid for a lot of uh, my time here. Um, but I've just gotten back down into the cities, and like every time I turn the TV on, there's something about Roe v. Wade, and yeah, I know the the vibe just seems a little off. Yeah, I mean, naturally, there's been a vibe shift, a, a vibe shift about 50 years back in time. Um, but we are going to get into exactly what the fuck happened. Like, this is potentially one of the biggest stories we will, like, ever cover on the shit show. I mean, one of. There's a lot of crises that are unfortunately happening in this here world. But Squish, one positive thing for this week is that we're hopefully not going to have any technical difficulties like we do every other week. Yes, I'm not holding out much hope because it seems like every other week you've got a technical difficulty, one thing or another. I've got my fingers crossed. I know. I've busted out a new a new Blue Yeti, a new uh, Old Faithful mic. So hopefully, I'm really hoping that I have no robot voice, no, no error-syncing audio files, no weird alert things popping up because fuck Honestly, everyone, it's the worst thing ever when you record something and then you don't realise that it's stopped recording and it's fucked up and you have to go back and, like, re-record everything you've just said. Or a whole episode. One time I had to re-record a whole episode just using Nick's track and I had to... I mean, I probably was such a good actor that you didn't even realise, but I had to just listen to what he was saying on a recorded track and laugh and, like, respond back to his track and it sucked but anyway just a wee just a wee peek behind the curtain for you all (laughs) just a peek behind the curtain i feel like every week we let the listeners into just more and more about how rip shit and bust this whole operation is yeah just just how shit this whole operation actually is (laughs) oh but look we get the job done dal and um i do have a question for you you won't be expecting it because i never ask it but what is the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? <laughs> oh my god, Luce, I'm so unprepared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we get to comment of the week. Yeah, don't ask. Um, <laughs> my weirdest thing, and it's not really that weird really, but I don't know, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it other than it's a set of Galaxy earbuds with Starbucks branding that looks like a cup of coffee. Okay, well that was actually a pretty good way of describing it. Well that's exactly what it is. What are Galaxy earbuds? 
It's a it's a collaboration between Samsung and Starbucks. What? Only available in South Korea. So you won't be able to get your hands on them. They do look kind of cool, but that's exactly what it is. It's a set of Galaxy Galaxy Buds, is that what they're called? And it looks like, like a cup of... The, the case looks like a cup of Starbucks coffee with a nice little latte out on top and the wee Starbucks lady on the front and a little mug handle. So, yeah. I don't know. It's not that weird, but I saw it and I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, well, and it's kind of good because... Um, both of our weirdest things, I think, are image-based. So you can put them over on the Shit Show Instagram so people can actually go and see them. Because my weirdest thing is something that Nick just sent me literally right before we got on mic. And it is a Dali 2 generation of a kiwi that is both a bird and a fruit. It's actually so fucking weird. It's like a fuzzy little kiwi fruit with like a ki- the kiwi bird's head on it. Anyway, again, Nick will put this over on the shit show. Also... You should go and listen to our episode of Culture Vulture on Dali 2 and why it is catastrophic for creators. It's a really good episode. Um, so just a wee Culture Vulture plug there. And Nick, before we get into um, the big news story of the day, I do just have to say a massive thank you uh, to everyone that has supported our campaign with Kids Can. At the moment, we're feeding over 350 kids breakfast and morning tea for a whole week and that is just because that is just from the shit you should care about community i mean that whole campaign the whole appeal has raised way more money than that but we're still going so we're going to put the link in the show notes for you to please it's a 15 dollars donation it helps to feed a child for a whole week last week's episode we talked about the cost of living crisis in aotearoa and we talked about kids are the most affected um by the cost of living crisis, even though they have no say over it. So please, please, please come to the link in our show notes and make a donation if you can. Um, it's amazing to see how much everyone's sort of coming coming through for these kids. And we just want to make the most impact as we can. So thank you and please. Anyway, Nick, first story, biggest story. I think I'm actually starting off, so I don't know why I'm trying to lead into it, but Roe v. Wade, aka the decision that made abortion legal in America, um, has been overturned, which means abortion is no longer a constitutional right in America. So I'm sure a lot of you have already heard about this, but I'm just going to give a brief rundown about what this actually means. So on the 24th of June, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which eliminates the constitutional right to abortion after almost 50 years in the States. Now, Nick and I actually did a podcast episode uh, a few weeks back in May when a draft decision was leaked which said that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned in the States. Again, there was a little bit of hope that that was just a draft, like it hadn't been decided on yet. However, um, it has been decided on now, and essentially the, the decision that they came to is very, very similar to the draft that we spoke about in May. So you can go back and listen to the episode Abortion Rights, More Like Abortion Wrongs, uh, because we go into what that decision sort of said. But essentially, Justice Samuel Alito, he wrote the draft opinion, and in the ruling, he said things like, 
The Constitution makes no reference to abortion and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. And because according to him, if a right isn't explicitly mentioned in the Constitution, it has to be really deeply rooted in the nation's history. And apparently abortion and the right to abortion is not rooted in America's history. Therefore, it's been yeeted out. Have you seen some of the commentary online alluding that this could be like this could set a precedent that a lot of other recent Supreme Court decisions could be revoked as well, like gay marriage or a lot of race-based... A lot of the race-based decisions and a lot of the queer decisions that have been made. I have seen that commentary. I have, and I don't know how much to believe of what I'm about to say, but I've also seen that um, in this Supreme Court decision, they've said that this is pertaining only to abortion, that this decision... um, in theory, shouldn't be able to go on and have a flow-on effect to some of these other decisions. Whether that's true or not, Nick, I don't know. They could, fi- I mean, they could find a way. They seem to, as we've just seen, be able to find a way if they want to. Um, but I think that brings up a really good point because we're talking about the Supreme Court a lot and the decisions that they make. And I've had a lot of people asking me, why can't Joe Biden do anything about this? Like, I thought Joe Biden was the president and he's for abortion, so why are we still seeing the right to abortion being taken away? And that's a really good question because you're right, everyone asking. Joe Biden is the president. Um, he, It does feel like, if you don't know much about American politics or the American system, it feels like Joe Biden should be able to have almost a final say or something. That's actually not the case. So there's this magical thing called the Supreme Court, and they are basically like the highest power in the states. They have the highest decision-making power. They are over top of the president. They deal with all the big matters, and especially matters to do with the Constitution. Now, on the Supreme Court, there are nine Supreme Court justices And the really, really fun thing about these justices is that once you are elected and you're elected by a president, and I'll get to that in a second, once you're on the Supreme Court, you have a lifetime tenure on there. You serve on that Supreme Court for life, literally unless you step down, which doesn't often happen, you're impeached. Or you die. So, like, Nick, you remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away in 2020, she was on the Supreme Court right up until she died. Because sometimes it's dangerous to step down if you have a president like Donald Trump who's waiting to appoint the person that's going to fill in for you. So, if you're a bit confused about what that means... When a Supreme Court justice decides to step down or they pass away or they get impeached, it's up to the president at the time to elect or to put in the new Supreme Court justice. And so if it's a Republican president, they're probably going to put in quite a conservative justice. If it's a Democratic president, they might put in a more liberal justice. And Nick, when Donald Trump was president, he got to replace three out of the nine justices, which is ridiculous. It's crazy that Donald Trump's, like, four years in office really gets to, like, influence the next, I don't know, it could be 20 years of political decisions in the United States. Like, who knows how long these justices will decide to stay on for. It's, like, pretty big. It's, like, bigger than 
all the decisions that Donald Trump made in his presidency, really. Like, this yes. will affect everyone for years and years and years to come. Because you can't vote people out of the Supreme Court, right? You can't... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we get no say, essentially. And so... Well, we don't, we don't get any say anyway. <laughs> even though we're having our fucking say right now, it won't stop us. Um, so, <laughs> yes, you can probably imagine that when it came to Donald Trump appointing his Supreme Court justices, he went, and he's actually said this, that he appointed people that he knew would go on to try and roll back the decision of Roe v. Wade. They were extremely pro-life, extremely anti-Roe v. Wade, and it made a really, really unbalanced Supreme Court. So you've got essentially six conservatives on the Supreme Court and three liberals, which means that every decision that may seem like more of a liberal decision is just very unlikely to come out on top to get the votes that we need. And so that is why Joe Biden is tweeting things like about how, you know, this should never have happened and blah, blah, blah. And that's why, like, he actually couldn't really do anything about this decision, which I get is confusing if you don't know about the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. So, again, we spoke about this last time, Nick, about how it doesn't mean that in every single state abortions are illegal. And I know you're going to talk about this um, in a few minutes. It just means that it's up to every state to decide whether it's legal or illegal, which means that in about half of the states in America, um, we're about to see like basically abortion bans and they can set their own rules and parameters for these bans. So some of them might have exceptions for rape or incest. Some of them, you don't even have to have that exception. Like it's fully up to the lawmakers in these states, which is honestly ridiculous. Um, can you travel across state lines to get an abortion is another question that we're getting a lot. And yes, you can, because it's a constitutional right to be able to travel across state lines. However, what we always need to come back to is it's a huge cost to have to travel across state lines. Like you have to take time off work. You have to find travel accommodation. You have to actually be able to get into a clinic. That's probably going to be at or over capacity now in the quote-unquote free states, which is fucked up that in America there will now be free states and states that you're not allowed to get an abortion in. And so naturally, Nick, again, this affects people like the black and the Latino communities who are often already worse off when it comes to America. And it just means that like only, again, privileged people are going to be able to get an abortion when it just shouldn't fucking be about that. So yes, you can go across the states to get an abortion, but it's just not that simple when you think about all the logistics and the costs. I know there are some companies, actually quite a lot of companies coming out now that will help you um, travel across states to get an abortion, things like that. They'll help you with accommodation. They'll help you with the cost. But again, like you shouldn't have to tell your boss that you're going to get an abortion. You know, if you want to access these benefits... Like, it's just, there's nuances to everything, eh? Exactly. Like, so people can travel across state lines, but it, it, as you said, it's just not that easy. And it, it comes down to the people that really need them the most. Yeah. It baffles me. Like, every, every step of the way, it's just like, okay, well, it's exactly. shit again. Like, it's shit or it's shit. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And, and so one of my flatmates, um, he hadn't been following any of this abortion stuff over in the States. And... I mean, we live in Aotearoa. It's, it is quite removed from us, but when something as big as this happens, you know, you should get educated because it does affect all of us. Um, and he was really good. He really wanted to learn about it. And so we had some great conversations and he said, so one of the things he said was, so even if like the whole family decides, you know, that this person needs an abortion, the partner decides they need an abortion because you don't need a reason. If you want an abortion, you're in, you are entitled to get it. You should be allowed to get it. And and he couldn't get through his head really that even if everyone in the world, everyone in your state was like, you need an abortion, this person still wouldn't be able to go and get it. Because and we had to say, no, it's completely not up to any individuals. It's it's not about whether you want it or not anymore. It's whether the state will allow you. And he was just he was baffled by that. He thought that it was at least still up to the individual a little bit, but nope. Um, it's, no, it's not, no. which is just, it's just so fucked up. It's honestly, oh, I don't even know. So one last sort of thing, or maybe two last things, is if you can't access a clinic, you can actually access abortion pills, which are safe. However, they do have weight limits for how like effective they'll be, which is another whole conversation about healthcare and well in the world generally but these abortion pills only about one in four women um in the states actually know about them but they are gonna be a huge deal when it comes to ensuring that people can get safe abortions because you can get them by mail and i mean in some states there will still be some loopholes that you have to jump through but um as far as i know right now you can't have people going through your mail and checking what's in there. So it's still, there are some amazing services that I've been linking to in the newsletter about abortion pills. And I think that is going to be a silver lining for safe abortions. I mean, it'd be safer if you could go to a fucking clinic and just get one. But um, abortion pills are something to look into. And then Nick, did you see Jacinda Ardern, our Prime Minister, made a really good statement, um, because of course she did, about how she feels about abortions and, you know, we've decriminalised them here in Aotearoa, albeit far too late, but we still did. Um, But did you also see, Nick, what a member of our National Party said about Oh my God. Yeah, I did. And yeah. He posted on Facebook, today is a good day. And then, um, I mean, fucking how like, and then it's been taken down and the National Party leader was like, this doesn't reflect the thoughts of the National Party or whatever. Meanwhile, 64% of the National Party voted against decriminalising it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And you can look all this up as well. Um, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's no wonder why Nikki Kay and Amy Adams left. Oh. Fuck yeah! It just—it's just, it's just um, 
I would just like for us to keep that in mind here in Aotearoa when we go to vote. You know, some of these really big... I mean, they've said they're not going to roll back access to abortions or whatever, but it's like, mm, kind of beside the point. This is a huge, huge moral thing for a lot of people. And um, I don't know. Just if it's important to you that we're protected when we want to make decisions about our own bodies, maybe keep that in your mind when you vote. Um, But Nick, last thing from me is... Do these Supreme Court justices represent how America feels about abortion? No, they do not. Abortion, um, support for abortion has never been higher in America. More than two-thirds of Americans are in favor of retaining Roe, Roe v. Wade, as we've been discussing. And so, I don't know if that's not telling you that the systems are extremely fucked up and it's not working for the people, then... I just, I don't even know anymore. Anyway, Nick, I know we've just given everyone a lot of information. That's essentially what happened in the decision. I do want to know from you, like, what have some of the states done? Like, either immediately or we're now coming up to in the first week after this decision. Yeah, so straight off the bat, abortion was made illegal in five states as of Monday, um... Several states activated the so-called trigger laws that immediately banned the procedure um, following the Supreme Court's decision. A judge in Louisiana, however, has temporarily blocked enforcement of his state's abortion ban. So that's pretty good. Oh, and Nick, do you want to give the people that haven't listened to our last episode about this a bit of a refresher on what a trigger law actually is? So these trigger bans um, or trigger laws, they all work a little bit differently, but essentially what it is is as soon as the... Um, Roe v. Wade got overturned, um, some of these laws started to kick into action. Um, So some are activated immediately or as soon as a state official certifies the court's decision, um, while others will go into effect 30 days after the decision was announced. Um, So over the next month, we will sort of see more bans and restrictions being put in place. It's all of the usual suspects that have jumped at the chance to fuck over anybody who wants an abortion um you know like your texases and your arkansas abortion will remain legal in the remaining 27 states though the laws in those states aren't really uniform either so at one end of the spectrum are the likes of colorado new jersey like oregon and delaware like these four states have laws codified that protect the right to abortion throughout pregnancy at the other end is our good friend florida where a 15-week ban which means that you can't get an abortion after 15 weeks, is set to go on effect in, in July, and court action could undo state protections for abortion there. Um, and also in Indiana, 100 Republican lawmakers have called on the governor to call a special session on abortion as well. Um, here in California, where I am at the moment, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a law, a bill that intended to shield abortion providers and volunteers in California from legal decisions in other states that limit reproductive rights. That is part of a package of more than like a dozen laws intended to make California almost like a sanctuary for those seeking abortions. Uh, And that includes $20 million in the state budget for helping people who want abortions from other states get abortions in California. Wow. And and you're so right that it is not uniform across... Like, that's what's so difficult when it comes to making sense of this decision is that every single state gets to make whatever decision 
they want. So it's not just, okay, it's legal here, it's illegal here. It's like, okay, it's illegal here. It, it's illegal here for up to 15 weeks, but over the border, it's illegal for good. But if you go a little yeah. bit further, it's completely legal. It just makes everything so much more confusing. It, it has turned the United States literally into a checkerboard. Like, if you look at the map of, like, the differences in the right to an abortion over there... Um, I have also, I listened to an episode, I think it was of The Daily, that was talking about how it's even more complicated in some states because they might have a democratic leader, but ages ago they might have had this really old law written by a Republican in their legislation, like I'm talking ages ago, that now that this decision, this Roe v. Wade decision has been made, the Republican legislation is what they are going to have to follow and these like democratic governors are having to sort of reckon with that and try and change a really old law that they sort of thought would never come back and bite them Mm. and i've seen a couple of instances where like democratic governors will be like okay yeah that rule that law technically exists but we're not going to enforce it yeah okay and it'll just be i mean it's all just so confusing it'll be something that we are going to be talking about literally forever, I think. It's, I mean, they're one of the, like, four countries that have moved backwards in abortion rights in the last few years. They're just, like, so fucked up. And and speaking of America, which we have been doing a lot of on this podcast, Nick, things don't seem to be looking any better over in the... Capital riots hearings testimonies world do they yeah look you could basically call this podcast the what's fucked up with america podcast at the moment um but <laughs> literally anyway for the past couple of weeks there has been a hearing going on in washington you know trying to get to the bottom of what led to the january 6th insurrection at the capitol until today it's kind of been like a bunch of legal stuff a few juicy tidbits from witnesses here and there but um as i was writing for today i really saw some you know shit hitting the fan or ketchup hitting the wall for for donald trump okay i feel like this is a reference i should know but i don't so what do you mean ketchup hit the wall yep um so according to cassidy hutchison um who's a 26 year old former trump staffer who has been testifying today uh she's been lifting the lid on some of the unhinged shit trump and the boys were doing that day um She's not just any old staffer either. Like, she was close enough with key members of the squad, like Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, security official Tony Ornato, uh, and National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, like, by their first names. Mark Meadows, in turn, called her Cass in, like, her retelling of one of the stories. Yeah. So, like, obviously... They're homies. Yeah, you know, she was in there with the close. with the crew. Yeah. Um, anyway, the ketchup... Ketchup was smeared on the wall and there was broken plates. Uh, this was the result of Trump's reaction to his Attorney General, Bill Barr, publicly refuting Trump's claims of fraud in the election. Like, Trump had literally thrown his lunch against the wall. Since ketchup was involved, I can only imagine it was some sort of kitty meal, like maybe dino nuggets. <laughs> Hutchinson also told of a remarkable conversation with Ornato, the security official, in which he described that Trump believed he was going to be allowed to go to the Capitol and that when he got into the presidential car uh, and was told, like, no by the Secret Service, uh, that Trump had a very angry response. I'm the fucking president. Take me to the Capitol now, Trump said, um, and then tried to reach for the front of the car to grab the wheel, which is like 
an incredible visual, like something's like out of the movies. <laughs> but could you imagine an actor playing Donald Trump leaning over? It's like a comedy movie leaning no. over the Secret Service guy to try and steer his car to the Capitol. It's literally Mr. Bean vibes. It really is. Yeah. Oh my god, he's such a. Fu- That's also dangerous. Wow. Like, not that this whole thing wasn't dangerous. Yeah, like this. This next bit is really dangerous. Um, she also said that she was close enough to Trump at one point to hear him demand that attendees not be screened so that they could fill the crowd, saying, "I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me." So he is a selfish piece of shit motherfucker. Yeah, like this is the, like, this is why I had to talk about this today because it to me this is so damning. Like. To me, like, so, can he get convicted out of the end of these um, hearings? I think that's kind of the point, yeah. One of the um, one of the White House attorneys at the time, um, this was also in the hearing today, said, we are going to get, like, convicted of every crime possible. So, God. Oh, my God. So, if it wasn't bad enough that he essentially got Roe v. Wade overturned by the people he appointed into the Supreme Court, he also literally said people can bring weapons in because they're not there to hurt him but they can hurt everyone else fuck that guy i mean he was he was definitely trying to cause a a uh a riot An insurrection yeah oh my god nick well do you know what i think we should end with oh, what's that a good news story maybe yeah i look i think everyone deserves it i actually think you and i deserve it as well so my good news oh, please my good news story is quite funny. Like, it's not good news for the horse, but it's good news for a man. So, man v. horse. Powie's race, won by runner. That's really hard to say. Won by runner, Ricky Lightfoot. So... That is a hard sentence. I know. Um, okay, so, essentially, there is a race called man v. horse, and apparently it's quite hard. And a trail runner, Ricky Lightfoot, apt name for a runner um is the third person to win the race since it started in 1980 usually it is horses that win it not only that nick it's been revealed that this runner was awake for 29 hours before the event because he had to fly in from tenerife um and then this is what he said when he won the 37-year-old Cumbrian said winning was pretty good, like. And I can only imagine it's, like, pretty good, like, or something like that. And then he said... Was that an attempt at an accent? No, okay, no, Ruby, do not put that in. Pretty good, like. No, don't put that in either. Um, <laughs> Pretty good, like. Put it in, Ruby. He said, it's great to win the event and beat the horse. I call... <laughs> not physically beat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. <laughs> I called my partner and said, I beat the horse. And she said, you're joking. And I said, no, I did. She was like, oh, my God. And then he said. That's the most boring conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, I've never rode a horse. Okay, cool. What do you want for dinner? No, Nick. And then he said, I've never rode a horse in my life. I once rode a donkey at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, though. Oh, wow. This guy may be a good runner, but he is not good talent. <laughs> Look, he's just finished a race against a horse. And he's been Give up him... for 29 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually pissing. So, like, good for him, not good for the horse. Do you have a comment of the week? Because it's fine if you don't. No, I do. I do. Okay. It was on your mundane poll about what do you call these, yo-yos or melting moments? <laughs> um <laughs> 
And I'm like, okay, they could be yo-yos or melting moments. You know, growing up, we had them. But my comment is, Hippie Julia uh, commenting, the fuck is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and people thinking they were macarons. Yeah, they are not mac. They are. Oh, they, <laughs> they are so They are far so away dense. From- yeah, and crumbly. Um, oh. it's like, yeah, it's like the South Island macaroon. It's like <laughs> so disappointing. Yeah. No, but I really like them. They're really buttery and nice. So yeah, they are nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, are you a yo-yo or a melting moment? I'm a yo-yo only because mum made yo-yos. Yeah. But I think when you buy them, Squish, they're mounting, melting moments. They kind of look like a yo-yo though, so I suppose. Mm. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're going to have to scroll back on the sheet you care about feed. And find a photo. Anyway, Luce, what was your comment? It was on the tweet that said, Thankfully, gas prices can never go above $9.99 since most of the signs only have three digits. And then someone commented the smartest thing ever can go up to $999, though. Like, duh! I'm like, we are all. Yeah, of course, Luce. We are all idiots, though, because they got so many likes on Twitter and shit. I'm surprised that he didn't get ratioed on Twitter because, like, seriously, I'm such a dick. Of course, 9.99. You can just move that decimal point. Hopefully it doesn't ever get to that well, stage no. because but, I mean, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, with the state of the world, Squish. Who knows? Anyway, I feel like that might be a good place to leave it, Squish. Oh, Christ, yeah. I need to go have a drink after that. I think you do too, Dal. So, everyone, before we go, please, 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 if you can, donate to Kids Can. It's $15. It helps to feed a kid for a whole week. Also, if you want to do something to help with the abortion fuckery that's happening over in the states you can read the daily newsletter i've got um lots of resources in there also on our instagram i have a highlight called roe v wade plenty of ways you can help over there squish you go and enjoy the rest of your time in the states you're going to be back with us in aotearoa soon oh well this is my last podcast from over here so once you um next week when you hear me i'll be back upside down again oh that's funny can't wait all right team see you later see ya 